0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going.
1: It's actually going pretty good. Our smoke is starting to clear, and... Finally. Things are things are looking good.
0: Yes. Uh, today we are chatting about Only When It's Us by Chloe Liese in today's episode. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching with me?
1: Um... Okay, I'm going to do the reading, and then you're going to do the watching, because I won't pronounce anything correctly. Well, and
0: I didn't do any additional reading this
1: week. Um, so I get to go first. So
0: you get to go first.
1: I read um, After Men Knit, which is what we read for last time. Yes. I read By a Thread by Lucy Score. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Great banter. Um, fun story. Spicy. Very spicy. Yeah. Um, and our TV watching went right along with it because the guy in our TV show is who I kept picturing in as the hero in this. Because first of all, he in the book, she talks about how he just looks so sexy in a vest, and I'm like, okay, well, so does this guy. Yes. So then I read Only When It's Us. Yes. And so now I'll turn it over to Ellen to tell you what we've been watching. Okay, so we have been down the black hole of we. I was. I was. Uh,
0: Looking at the Facebook group that I'm a part of for Turkish dizis which is, like, Turkish dramas, um, and and I noticed, and I know some of you who are listening have also been, who are some of the people who were talking about this show, Sençal Kapame. <laughs> okay, it's S-E-N-C-A-L-K-A-P-I-M-I, okay? that means open the door or something. It's like... You knock at my door or something yeah. like that, um, and I was like, "This guy looks pretty attractive, and they there seems to be a lot of sexual, sexual tension. tension, which we're I am on of. board of, uh, on board with." And so we checked it out, and boy, did we ever check <laughs> it
1: out! Because well, luckily my husband was out of town this past week because yeah. we were watching two and three episodes a day. Yeah, and when we say that. They're yeah, two-and-a-half-hour episodes. In so. case you're
0: not familiar with the Turkish format, uh, their episodes are two-and-a-half hours long. That's without commercials. Um, it's intense, and so it's a commitment if you get into one of these. But this one is so good, you guys. There's a fake romance, a fake relationship. Fake uh,
1: engagement. A lot of forced proximity. Lots of lingering looks. So, okay, this is the case with all these Turkish shows. And it's kind of enemies to
0: lovers. Yes, very much enemies to lovers, this one. Um But all the Turkish shows, they have, they stand so close together that it's unbelievable that they're not, like, making out with each other's faces because... Well, in my brain, they
1: are. So just yeah, know that you're doing true. that to me, Turkey.
0: Um... <laughs> But yeah, if you're looking, especially right now with no other TV shows happening, if you're looking for something to watch, um, give it, give it a try because it is so
1: good. And the guy is, duh, Remy.
0: So hot. It's, he's ridiculous.
1: Um, it's fun to look, it's fun to watch, um, YouTube videos of him, like, just as a normal person, because he smiles all the time, and he's very happy. Yeah, cause, he's kind of a dick in the yeah, show. his character is definitely <laughs> a dick. Um... And so he's never smiley or anything. I mean, he's still good looking, but... <laughs>
0: yes, he is. And we watched it, uh, for the most part, legally, <laughs> on YouTube, um, with, like, the auto-generating of trans, like, translating the... Turkish captions into English, so it's a little hard to understand sometimes what they're talking about, but you get the gist. Um, Super fun. Highly recommend that one. The other one that I do want to shout out is we watched a Hallmark movie that was... It was cute. ...legit good. Um,
1: And I'm not a huge Hallmark movie fan, and I usually just make fun of them. I'm like the mystery science theater of Hallmark movies, and I just sit there and and make fun of them, but this Um, one was cute.
0: This one is legit cute. It's called Love in Store, and they're both like... Home Shopping Network hosts. It's got the gal in
1: it from Virgin River.
0: Yes, Alexandra Beckenridge, I think, and, and the then guy Robert Buckley, who... He's iZombie. On, yeah, we know him from Zombie, but he was on, like, One Tree Hill, I think, and things like that. Um... But yeah, they it was legit good, and they had really good chemistry. And I recommend if you're looking for a good home. I didn't make
1: fun of it the whole way through. Yeah,
0: so there you go. Um, The other thing that I'll I'll mention, just because I brought it up in the group and said I would probably mention it on the show, is um, this week. So a few weeks ago, I donated blood, um, and they told us that they were going to be testing all the blood for COVID and for antibodies. Um, and I didn't think much of it. I, I figured it was a given that they were going to be testing for especially COVID. Um, and then a couple days ago, I got a call from them saying that I tested positive for antibodies and that they would like to bring me in to donate, to have me donate. It's called convalescent, they're calling it convalescent plasma. Basically, it's just... They need plasma from people who have antibodies because then they will use my plasma to give to people who are trying to recover from COVID. Um, So all
1: those weeks she was sick and I was (laughs) making fun of her and saying, stop coughing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If you'll remember (laughs) when I was sick from the months of like February or January to March, um, it turns out it wasn't just a cold. Well, I have like three different what I thought were colds, just back to back. And I was so sick of being sick, you guys. But they all felt like three distinctive things when I had them going on. And I went to Disneyland mid-February and I got back and I got this really bad sore throat. And I'm pretty sure that that is when I got it.
1: Because um, leave it to the happiest place on earth to give you COVID. <laughs> to give you COVID. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Ellen's a
0: survivor. I'm a survivor. (laughs) But it is kind of, I, I texted my coworkers, you know, from my job that were there and I was like, just so you guys know, uh, it turns out I did have COVID. (laughs) And, um, you know, luckily we were starting to be more aware of it. So they kind of did quarantine me a little bit. Um, and, uh, so that's good. But, I said hopefully that's you know kind of a comfort and not less of a comfort they're like no it's super comforting to know that like it was in our midst and we all survived survived um and yeah i only hope that i quarantine myself enough to not pass it around too much we haven't heard of anybody else getting it so yeah i mean not anybody that i was in a lot Unless of you gave it to some with, rando
1: pe- person yeah, in some rando place, that I
0: touched the doorknob of or something in like your that. apartment complex. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I I I don't I don't know if this co- the story brings you comfort or or scares <laughs> you more, but um, I had it and didn't even realize it realize it entirely. We we made a lot of jokes. I think we even probably made a joke on here about like, oh, I COVID. got the COVID. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently I, I really, I really did get the COVID. Um, so yeah, so there's that.
1: And that's what our week has been. So
0: now I, you know, everybody's asked like, do you know anybody that's that got it? I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) And I'd be (laughs) like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Yes. Um, and now you can do the same. (laughs) Um, okay. Today we are talking about Only When It's Us by Chloe Liesey. Uh, This is the first book in her Bergman Brothers series. Um, It's followed by Always Only You. Uh, And so far, that's the only other book that's come out. Um, Here is the back cover description for this book. Writer. Ever since she sat next to me in class and gave me death eyes, Willa Sutter's been on my shit list. Why she hates me, I don't know. What I do know is that Willa is the kind of chaos I don't need in my tidy life. She's the next generation of women's soccer, wild hair, wilder eyes, bee-stung lips that should be illegal, and a temper that makes the devil seem friendly. She's a thorn in my side, a menacing, cantankerous pain in the ass who's turned our business mathematics course into a mm, damn gladiator arena. I'll leave this war zone unscathed coming out on top, and if I have my way with that crazy-haired, ball-busting hellion, that will be in more than one sense of the word." Willa. Rather than give me the lecture notes I missed like every other instructor I've had, my asshole professor tells me to get them from the silent, surly, flannel-wearing mountain man sitting next to me in class. Well, I tried. And what did I get from Ryder Bergman? Ignored. What a complete lumber-sexual Neanderthal. Mangy beard and mangier hair, frayed ball cap that hides his eyes, and a stubborn refusal to acknowledge my existence. I've battled men before, but with Ryder, it's war. I'll get those notes and crack that Sasquatch nut if it's the last thing I do. Then I'll have him at my mercy. Victory will have never tasted so sweet. Only When It's Us is a frenemies to lovers, college sports romance about a woman's soccer star and her surly lumberjack lookalike classmate, complete with a matchmaking professor, juvenile pranks, and a smoking slow burn. The standalone is the first in a series of new novels about a Swedish-American family of five brothers, two sisters, and their wild adventures as they each find happily ever after. Okay, Mom, what did you think of Only When It's Us?
1: I liked this book. I liked it. But there's stuff that kept it from being a love. Probably even from being a really, really, really liked... um, But I liked it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the premise. They have Uh, good banter. They have good banter, especially in the beginning. And by the way, we're going to spoil stuff right off the bat Mm -hmm. with this one. Mm -hmm. But especially when they're texting, because they text a lot. Mm -hmm. And... um, But... It was a fun, but there were things about the writing and some things about the just missed opportunities with this story yeah. that kept it from being a love for me. And gosh, the miscommunication uh, or the lack of communication, yeah. It.
0: Um, and it's not even the miscommunication is not even due to what things that you think it might be <laughs> due yeah. to with this story. Um, yeah, I think I will also. I liked this one. I I think I can give it like a really liked. It's it's a cute story. Um there's a few things that are especially redeeming about it. Um but yes, like you said, I have we're going to talk about some pacing issues that I had. We're going to talk about some missed opportunities that I had and um and yeah, some characterization things that were a little annoying. Um, okay. Mom, what did you think of Willa as our heroine?
1: Willa was fine. Um, she, I guess mainly the communication problems. Well, he had some too. But she really wouldn't talk about anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like her Even thing. Even her mom. Yeah. 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 And um, so that kind of frustrated me about her... They talk about her temper, and, you know, we saw snippets of it. I don't really, I didn't see any full-blown. I mean, she would throw tantrums. Are tantrums the same thing as temper? <laughs> yeah. She would pitch tantrums about things that I was like, really? I did like her. I I like that she's... I liked her sportiness. I liked that she was like a go-getter on the she's soccer field. She's spunky,
0: and... you know, kind of tells it like it is. I kind of, I like, I did like her absence of a filter and
1: yeah you know i like that she would mumble things to herself and then realize that she said them out loud yeah yeah that i liked all that too
0: yeah um and she is a good kind of foil to his character but then also um i appreciated for her that you know like he says she was never she never had any sort of problem with you know, and didn't condescend to him with his hearing problem, um, didn't... He's
1: deaf, by the way, or going deaf or partially deaf, or...
0: Yeah, um, and so I, I appreciated all those things. The, the things that were the most frustrating to me, plot-wise, mainly had to do with her character, um, and I, with that, I mean the communication problems, he is at fault for a lot of the, com- commu- well, some of the communication problems, but her part in it was more frustrating to me.
1: Well, she straight up says, I don't like to talk about things that are hard to talk about, so yeah. I'm just not going to. And, and she doesn't. And she doesn't. And especially, I'm going to say this now, I don't know if you have a question about this later on, about her mom. Um, her mom ends up dying of cancer. I'm going to (laughs) say, just if you haven't read it, sorry, Um, her mom ends up dying of cancer. And um, then Willa just like shuts shuts down. down. It's like this. And it's heart wrenching. It's hard to watch her go through it. It is difficult. I mean, I've had a mom die of cancer. I know it's a difficult thing. However, if her mom would have at some point in time before she passed had said, look, I'm dying. Her mom I mean, at one point in time, she says it to her, but they never really sit and discuss it. Um, but if her mom had sat and discussed it, I feel like Willa would have been able to get some of that grieving out before her yeah. mom died. And her mom would have been there to kind of help her through some of it instead of uh, keeping not, it from her. not talking about it. Her yeah. mom kept it from her. Her mom never even said, you know, she, her mom, when, whenever she'd say, how are you doing, mom? And she's like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. We're on this new drug. Da, da, da. You know, she always tried to be super upbeat and positive about it. Which I get, but, I don't know, not facing the reality and not having that well, conversation Well, more a problem
0: more with her mom. Yeah, and, her. Uh,
1: definitely. I mean, definitely. Yeah. But she herself said, I don't like to talk to my mom about that stuff. And, yeah.
0: And she doesn't even, like, ask her mom, really. Right. About, even when she can tell that there's more to it than that. Um, my beef with Willa comes more from when she finds out that it is... We're just going to full, get full-blown into spoilers, I guess, on this one. Um, She finds out that her mom is staying at what turns out to be Ryder's family's house. Um, And she gets really angry at him that he wasn't... That he hadn't told her. And he rightfully, you know, brings up the fact... I've been trying to get a hold... Like, he had been trying to get a hold of her to talk to her about this very thing for, like two or three weeks it seemed like yeah. and she just kept avoiding him. And so I don't so she was very I don't know, she was very like pouty in that part to me when it's like he tried. Well
1: and that was part of her tantrum. I mean she's literally like pitching this yeah. tantrum because she didn't know and it's like you know and she's why didn't you tell me? It's like um he tried for weeks to get in touch with yeah. you. And
0: he wanted her she he had never even told she had never even told him that her mom was sick. And so he wanted to kind of give her some opportunity to even be the one to tell him herself, but she kept not doing that. So he's like, okay, I'm going to have to bring up the fact that I know her Her mom mom is sick sick and that her mom is staying at my house. And, um, but then she just kept avoiding him. And, and then she gets mad that he like didn't tell her all this stuff. And he's like, I tried and there's a lot of stuff you haven't told me either, including stuff about your mom and I was trying to like give you the space to tell me that in your own time. And so I got frustrated with her in moments like that and um, she's very stubborn, which in some respects I liked about her character, but when it got down to these kinds of moments I, I found them annoying. I found it annoying.
1: I would agree. Okay. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, what did you think of Ryder as our hero? Well,
1: he was my favorite part of the book.
0: Yes. He was... I don't think this book full-on
1: needs redemption, but he was the redeeming factor yes. of the book for me. First of all, he was a total sweetheart. He was so good to her, and even when she was being a bit of an idiot. And um, I liked the whole persona of him not speaking like never speaking and just this big bearded kind of hidden in himself guy who really only opens up you know with with close friends and family and Mm -hmm. her and um I don't know I I liked I liked his character and then he kind of blossoms towards the end for different reasons
0: I um I really like I really liked this representation of a, a person who's hard of hearing and kind of hearing, <laughs> reading about his journey. Um, and, yeah, kind of seeing how he works with with this problem. He had bacterial meningitis that gave him... Settled in his ears. Settled in his ears. And um, one of his ears is, like, completely shot to hell, and then the other one he can kind of hear some stuff, but... It's not even the kind of stuff you would think you would hear. Um, I actually had a really bad ear infection, and the way that that she described his hearing reminded me a lot of how... Because mine went away for a little bit, and it really reminded me of um, how it sounded to me as well at that time.
1: There were things, though, about him, because he used to be a soccer player, Mm -hmm. and he... um, And just to me, that seems like the perfect opportunity to, I don't know why he wouldn't tell her about that. Well, I I got that. It's a sore subject subject for for him. Especially since she's doing so well in soccer. Yeah, and
0: she's basically having the life that he, like, wanted for himself. And so he doesn't even
1: want to talk about it, really. Well, I didn't understand him not telling her about the surgery. That just seemed weird to me.
0: Well, that was, it was kind of in the midst of when she was avoiding him. She had that's been, true. he wanted to tell her, you know, for a couple weeks, and that's when she was avoiding talking to him about even when he wanted to tell her about the surgery and that his mom, that her mom was staying at his house, and he was, she was avoiding him.
1: Okay, I'll forgive him. <laughs>
0: Um, he's, he's very sweet. He's, and especially towards the end, he's like super patient with her, uh, where I don't think most guys would be, I don't know.
1: Or that she deserved it a lot yeah. of times.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I just really, I really liked him as a character a lot. I do have one, I have one have, do have one beef. He, it's mentioned several times that he smells woodsy and like evergreen which evergreen makes and me think of a taxi pines. cab and i'm he lives in freaking la yeah <laughs> um and i realized that like his true heart and soul is with pines and evergreens but he lives in la
1: i just assumed he used some kind of soap or cologne okay or then something. that should
0: have been spelled out for us yes, because i agree it kept leading us to believe that like he this was just his natural musk because he's out among the trees so much that i'm like no, no, oh. I've lived in L.A. I know where <laughs> U.C.L.A. is. There ain't no evergreens and pines around there, um, and that was that was my quibble. And so yeah, so then it got me thinking that he smelled like you know a pine tree air freshener. Yeah, LA, and that wasn't hot. <laughs> that's not a turn on. So um, yeah, I think um I haven't been reading a lot this week because I'm actually trying my hand at writing um a story that came to me. And I now, after reading that, I'm like, I need to put something in there where, like, a dude that just smells like dude and deodorant <laughs> that,
1: and, and not sandalwood and bergamot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I absolutely know. <laughs> I am a fan of Bay rum though. So if you want to stick that in there. That's...
0: No, but that smells like my dad. So, okay, that's.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, what did you think of the new adultness of this book? So this is a genre that has not worked for us in the past. We can say that, I think.
1: Well, they, especially she at times seemed very immature and she was, she was only 21. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was married and having babies by then, but whatever. Um, I, you weren't having I wasn't having babies yet. <laughs> I was. I didn't have babies for a while. But I was married. Um, the uh, so if that's what you mean by new adultness,
0: yeah. I so yes, there are moments of immaturity in this book that I that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But for the most part, like
1: I was okay with this. Yeah, one. that wasn't my big huge. Yeah. Um,
0: I just wanted to ask because it comes up in the listener comments. Um, yeah. Some of their, like, flirting tactics and the fact that, like, she could not get off this frenemies thing. Oh,
1: if I heard the word frenemies one more time, I was going to throw the book yeah. across the room. if
0: she, That, to me, was very immature, like... Any rational, full-grown adult would realize, like, no, this is called sexual tension. But her, she's like, oh, we don't like each other. And it's like, we're just frenemies. It's like, then you're an idiot. Very, like, pulling pigtails, you know? And it's like, come on. Come on now.
1: Well, and at one point, like, far into the story, like, far into the story, she says, let's just be F buddies, you know? And I was like, that's the most insulting thing she said to him ever. Because after all they'd been through...
0: Yeah, and, and they're having, like, genuine emotional, like, connections at that point. Yeah,
1: and she just wants to be F buddies. If I was yeah. him, I would have said, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. But he didn't, because he's a nice person.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I know that you want to talk about the pacing of this book, so let's do that. Okay. Pacing and flow, I guess.
1: I had a huge problem with the fact... I felt like the conflict and the... Um... Well, the
0: conflict is very much her, her mom dies. Yeah. And then she's
1: not talking to him and then they reconcile. Right. And well and that happens at like 65% of the book mm-hmm. and then there's like this whole section tagged on the end of it that didn't seem to me to, it made it, it made the end of the book seem extremely, yeah. Okay. Throw away. Yeah. It... And so there's, many chapters of them going to this cabin and just having sex and having sex and having sex. it's like, okay, so you just added this on so you could put all these sex scenes in and it Mm -hmm. didn't fit into the story. I don't know. They should have had sex sooner. They should have had, well, and I don't usually say that. I did appreciate him saying, you know, I'm not going to do anything with you until you're all into this because I'm all in. And, and, you know, so until you're ready to say you're all in, then... Yeah. And I appreciated that, because I don't like these books where really.
0: really what it should have been is they have a moment where, before her mom dies, where they have sex, and they act, and they are down the road of getting together, and then her mom dies, and she pulls away big time. Right. And then they have to reconcile that. I think that would have been better... And yes, that would have dispersed some of the sex scenes throughout the book, as opposed to just this like shag fest. That the happens whole thing at, the, at end.
1: the end just seemed like an add-on that yeah. was completely unnecessary. Like a really
0: long epilogue. Yeah, like a
1: really long detailed epilogue. <laughs> Jeez, a lot of detail. The um, it just it ruined the flow of the book. I mean, because yeah. I literally at sixty five percent was saying, "What else could possibly happen?" You mm-hmm. know, and um, and Honestly, nothing else really does, except they have a lot of sex. You know, and then there is a bit of a little epilogue at the end. But I, it really took me out of the story.
0: Yeah. Yes, I would agree. Um, Yes, I felt the same way. And when getting through Because really, her mom isn't really
1: mentioned again at all. Except for the epilogue. When her... When his mom brings her up, but... Right, but other than that... And I get it. I mean, it didn't really need to be brought up, but... Well, and... Okay, let's... Because this
0: factors well in with... um. For me, my my biggest complaint about the book is that there are key emotional moments that are missed out on. And I think that's due to the pacing of the book. Um... And, and so you you miss some opportunities in there. One of them being that when her mom dies, I do I'm not into like grief porn. I don't want it to be super over the top. But I think he needed. It is her journey, but I think being a romance, if there could have been more moments where he was involved in that process with her. I think that that would have been more fulfilling to us as the readers who are reading their love story. Um and and I think it would make it feel like her mom's death isn't like so completely glossed over because it, it's like we're we're obviously building to her mom dying throughout the book and then it happens and and then it's like 3 months later she's yeah. starting to get over it and it's like okay, I don't need to, like, dwell <laughs> on
1: her getting over it, but, um... And then in hindsight, they say, well, he brought food over and and yeah, rubbed her hair and did these things. Like, okay, well, it would have been nice to read and kind of help us see it Yeah, and, that. Yeah, and for
0: them to have maybe, like, more of a little heart-to-heart in the midst of that. The other thing, and this one probably angers me more than that, is you know, we really care about writer and his hearing problem throughout the book and so to have
1: he ends up having surgery he ends
0: up having the cochlear cochlear I don't know how to say it um surgery to repair his ears and is able by the end of the book to hear and talk and that was a big deal but it's so completely like thrown in the middle of her tantrum about him not, about him keeping all these things from her, that we don't even get any sort of, like, emotional payoff with that moment. You know? Or for her to be able to say, this is amazing. This is phenomenal. That's so great. I can hear you talking now. I can, you can hear me. Like, we need to, like, spend some time on this. Or even when he comes out of surgery and he gets to hear for the first time. Like, I wanted to hear, I wanted to read about that. And, um, and, you know, for her to have been involved in that would have been nice. But, It's, it's all just, like, there's a lot of things that are missed in some of the strange pacing of, of the story, I, I will say,
1: for me. Well, the, the thing that I wished had happened, and only because the book is called Only Only When It's us. Us, um... He never ever speaks when he when his hearing is bad. He he doesn't ever speak, mm-hmm. and finally before and before he gets his implants put all the way in, he's had the surgery, but he hasn't been able. You know, he has to wait to heal before he can put the actual implants in. Mm-hmm. Um, before he's put the implants in, her mother, who's staying at their house, talks him into reading out loud. Reading out loud to her. So this whole like sweet moment of him never having spoken for like. A couple of years, um, finally speaks. And it's with her mother. And I was thinking it would have been nice if that had been something that he shared with Willa mm-hmm. instead of just her mother. And it would have been nice because there are times at, at the end of the book where he takes his implants out and he does still speak to her. And that's kind of a big deal to her. But It would have been nice if, like, even if he just got super pissed off at her and and just finally said something, you know, even just a no or a, Mm -hmm. you know, something. And then had that be, like, this epiphany to both of them. Yeah,
0: I agree. I I liked the moment between her and – between him and her mom. I thought that that was sweet. But I agree that for the sake of their story, it would have been more rewarding if that was – Well, and the
1: whole thing about he feels – less vulnerable around her, and, and she's been so sweet about him being deaf that this is, seems like something he could have shared with her, and it would have been only when it's us, you know? Mm-hmm. It, so he only speaks when it's... It would have fit right in with the title of the book, and maybe that's why, because I assumed that that's something that was going to happen. and it yeah. didn't.
0: I just felt like with some of the, like, glossing over stuff, we missed stuff that I really wanted to get um, for me, personally. Um... What did you think about the representation of his hearing problem? We've kind of already talked about this, but
1: I did really like that element. I really liked it. And we have read other books about deaf heroes, but um, I really liked it. I liked seeing his struggle with all of it. It would have been really hard what he went through. Mm-hmm. Um, it ruined his sports career. Uh, you well, know. and
0: it's an awkward age for it you yeah, know, I mean, to happen. I, I, he
1: has to try and learn sign language. He doesn't even know how to sign very well. He. Yeah communicates mostly through texts. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, I, I get that. I mean, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. And then something that we both talked about that there, uh, while we were reading the book was that there was a lot of coincidental things in this book. Um, things that maybe seemed a little too convenient. Little, a little,
1: bit contrived. Do you want
0: to talk? Like, what well, you... and it,
1: I mean, this didn't break the book for me. No. It just seemed, I mean, L.A. is a ginormous city. There's a, it's probably one of the biggest cities in the United States. There's a lot of people in L.A.
0: And it's very sprawling. It's not, I mean, like, New York is probably bigger, but L.A. is expansive. Is And it,
1: it turns it. out, weirdly enough, <laughs> his brother-in-law is their teacher uh-huh. at UCLA. Uh-huh. And his father is her mother's oncologist, and his father and her mother had been in the army together, and her mother had saved his father's life, and now he, her mother was staying at their house, you know, her, her, for the end of her days, and um, it just all seemed... Listen, and we love, you know, seeing our hero and heroine thrown together, but this was
0: just a little too, like, well, isn't that... Isn't that convenient? convenient.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, there was like a few too many of those and Yeah, it was just and I couldn't even figure out in his dad's like he never talked about being an army brat, really. He doesn't talk about being in the army like him as a child, but she did. So I'm not sure how they're Well, I
0: think maybe he gets out before Ryder comes along kind of thing. Maybe. Well, and and it also seemed weird to me that his dad Well, they really gloss
1: over the fact that his dad has a prosthetic leg, like they mention it once or twice. Yeah.
0: And and also that it it seemed weird to me that the dad didn't put together that
1: yes. Um Willa and him knew each, knew each other. other? Like Well, he had to have known. Maybe he just never brought it up. I kept thinking maybe it's a HIPAA thing. <laughs> he can't yeah. tell her. But um cuz they would watch her games on TV and and the family yeah. was all aware that he was yeah. seeing her. His brothers kept teasing him about it. and Yeah, I
0: know. That's why I was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
1: strange me. me. Um,
0: yeah, and then Alex being their teacher. So Alex is his brother-in-law. Um, my biggest problem with that was I'm like, what is this effing class? Like, yeah. where the teacher can say, go do a team building exercise together so that you guys are closer together i'm
1: like what the hell like (laughs) if a teacher said that i'd be like no (laughs) first of all when i was in college the thing i hated the most was doing Group group projects or team projects because i was a well not the first time i went to college but the second time i went to college when i was an adult i was like i'm getting an a no matter what it takes so i'd be in these i'd end up doing most of the work because you know in these lackluster groups and um so just the whole thought of that just made me go, ooh, I would hate that. Um, and it's like half their grade depends yeah. on the other person. Yeah. And I was like, man, this just seems wrong.
0: Yeah. All of that was weird, but especially him just, I mean, obviously we know as the reader and they knew that he was like trying to throw them, throw together, them together, which is like highly unprofessional, which <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, he does mention that later on, but um, but, yeah, just, like, go up into the mountains and go on a hike together. And it's, like, no. <laughs> I've got, I want, stuff I got stuff to, stuff to do. do. Yeah. You're not the only class I have. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so there was maybe just one too many, like, well, isn't that funny? <laughs> what a small world L.A. is. Um. Okay, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> they get after it in the last 30%. Um, okay. I know you have thoughts, so.
1: Well, just that it was just weird and...
0: Yeah, it was just too much at the end
1: was It was when... it's very off-balanced.
0: Yeah. We've talked about before. A sex scene needs to have emotional payoff. And the emotional payoff happens and then they have sex. And so the sex then just kind of felt... Okay, so now this is happening. It
1: literally felt like it was on onto the end because like, she wanted to write sex scene. One sex scene would
0: have been fine, but there was, like, a lot of it. And um. Uh, I felt like the word lumberjack and logjammer was used one too many times in this book. The other thing that I was like, okay, I get it, was there were so many hard little objects that were used to describe her nipples throughout this book. <laughs> Where I'm like, because it's like tiny diamonds, uh, drill bits. Cherries. Uh, diamonds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I are said diamonds. But there's like all sorts of things where I'm
1: like, okay, we get it. Her nipples are hard. And apparently he was very muscular. Yes. There's a lot of description of that. Which to me seemed counterintuitive to a soccer player's body. Like yeah, I mean, because I, she was describing him as like he was jacked, like he was like super. And maybe it was after he stopped playing soccer that he got super. Yeah, no, I agree
0: with that because she kept talking. He's like, he's I mean, got I that get, big physical physique of a soccer player, and I'm like, I don't know that I would like describe the average soccer player physique. As I get like, that
1: they're in good shape and yeah. that they're super muscular. I get that, but it's a different kind of muscular yeah, than I've been lifting weights than, for yeah. weeks.
0: Um, we've been ragging on the book. We have been. And I don't think it deserves it to that extent. Um, it's kind of similar to last time though, where it's like, I liked this book. I just feel like there were missed opportunities and that makes me more sad than, you know, anything. Uh, so let's talk about something we did. Like what was your swooniest moment?
1: I thought about this. Okay. And I, my swooniest moment was after she lost her last game and he came over with Reese's peanut butter cups and whiskey. Yeah. I'm not a drinker, but it still was a sweet. Yeah. I could get into those, those, peanut, butter yeah, those <laughs> peanut butter cups. Yeah. Mom likes peanut butter and chocolate. I as, do. As that's my combo. That's my, that's my go-to. Yeah.
0: Um, I, that is one that I had. I figured yours was going to be something along those lines. I'm putting, um, when he like first hears her voice in his ear and, um, sweet. and it's just like, oh, and it's kind of one of the only clear sounds that he's been able to hear. It's like at a certain
1: decibel that she, yeah, like hear.
0: certain frequency or, you know, um, that
1: he can actually that hear he pretty well. can actually well hear. And so
0: I just thought that that was sweet and, you know, that. That she is one of those, one of the few things that he can hear is sweet.
1: I am. There's actually a lot of swoony moments in this because he's a swoony guy. Yeah, and he was really sweet. I like when he like he couldn't hear it, but he saw the guy talking to her at the cafeteria place, and and he could tell he was calling her a bitch. (laughs) And he's just like gets up in there. (laughs) He's like, yeah, not standing for it.
0: Um, he had been without hearing for two years, right? It had been at least a couple years. I. I don't know how much I buy into the being able to read lips that quickly.
1: I I could never read lips. I, yeah. I think even if I went deaf, I don't know if I could do it. It yeah. seems like it would be very hard. Well,
0: and it seems like something that, like, even deaf people can't do. Like, you Always. have to, like, work at it pretty hard.
1: Um, well, and he said, um, you know, he needed people to speak slowly. And I have a feeling there are just certain words. But he was getting, like, to where he could read almost everything she said. Yeah. I don't and, know. Yeah.
0: Um, no, but I, they're, this is, ver- they're very cute and they, they have good banter. They have a lot of cute moments together. Um, just plot wise, there were some ups for, for yes. us. I think. And we, and
1: you know, it was a story I liked. I just felt like that weird part was tacked on at the end that, yeah. that was kind of off putting.
0: Yeah. Um okay, we are going to hear from some of you what you think of the book, but we are going to take a little break to take care of some business, so stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail.
1: I'm going to say we can't have people doing things with the show anymore because I don't want to hear that song anymore.
0: Mom loves it. Um, okay, so a couple things. Uh, first, we have the trope challenge drawing for last month, which would be August. I don't remember what August was, and I'm pretty sure. Was it the governess teachers one?
1: I think it might. Yeah, I have think been. it was. Because that's kind of why they got me reading that teacher book. Yeah. Um, So, Mom,
0: who is the winner? I did the
1: drawing before we started the show. Yes. The winner is Jessica Peck. Jessica
0: Peck. Congratulations. We can't remember if you've already won or not, but we're going to call it good. Um, Maybe if Jessica, who's running the show, has qualms with that, she can let us know. Um, the other thing I want to mention that is also being handled by Jessica um, and Alexandra, I believe, is a book swap that is taking place over on the Facebook group, um, where we're, you know, you're gonna get paired up with a person and exchange books, and we think that's cute and super cute. Um, so if you want to participate in that, head over to the Facebook group and sign up for that. Um, yeah, I think that's it for our business items. So, uh, we'll see you next time for our break. Bye. Welcome back. Okay. So let's hear from y'all on what you thought of Only When It's Us by Chloe Liese. First, we have an audio clip from shannon so
2: let's hear what shannon said hi ellen and julie and everybody else um this is shannon and the this is my thoughts on um only when it's us um so i actually quite liked this book um from the start i love a good um you know enemies to lovers type story. I love a gruffy, um, hero who's sort of rough around the edges and doesn't take any guff. I love a spunky heroine who will speak her mind no matter what and stand up for herself. I love all of that. Um, and I thought, you know, it was really neat to see it from a perspective of um, a university, and I, you know, I like the sweetness that comes with, um, a new adult or young adult book, um, because, you know, um, I find it's very, like, uh, slow burn, and it's all about, like, the little touches, and the, and the gestures, and the glances, and all the subtleties, which also you get from historicals, which is why I like them so much as well, um, And so I liked the angst and the sweetness and the bickering and, and all of that. Um, so, but what I didn't quite understand was why it, um, turned into more of an adult novel at the end. And so I felt like, you know, the whole story was great and it had, you know, you, um, you know, is inclusive with, you know, the idea of somebody who's, you know, um, got some, uh, an impairment and he's such a sweet guy and he, you know, um, has very like good carings. And I like how it was back and forth. So you didn't just get the one perspective. You got both perspectives. I loved all of that. But for me, um, the book could have ended at Christmas with mom and, um, and, Um, with, you know, her and her mom and Ryder spending Christmas together with his family. Um, and we didn't, I don't think it needed to go any further than that. Like for me, it was like the perfect Hallmark movie ending, um, for the movie. Yes, mom's sick and she may be dying, but she's not dying yet. And everybody's having a family dinner and you can see that, you know, she's got a future, where you know she you know they could have ended it there where they you know felt like they signified so, their their love for each other and we didn't need the rest of it i felt like the rest of it was just sort of added on to add the tragedy and to add sex um it just seemed out of place and it didn't go and flow the way the first part of the book did it was almost like it was like um a, a an epilogue with sex and I just, it just didn't work for me as well. And it took away from the whole story. Um, I didn't need to see that extra part of their relationship. I, I thought that when they got to that part, you know, her, her need to continue to question whether or not she could trust him and have a relationship with people and, and still have her career was just very frustrating for me. I felt like she could have, you know, come to that conclusion before then. Um, and it really would have ended off nicely because you wouldn't have had to see the the, the sorrow of her mother um, and and all of that. You could have just ended it in a nice way where it's sort of like, okay, now she has someone to help her be with her um, when, in, in, when mom's time comes. We didn't need to see that other part. That's just sort of how I felt. And my swooniest moment was, You know, um, probably what most people's sweetest moments were was when um, he showed up with uh, after she lost the the big championship game, came home and he was there with whiskey and peanut butter cups. That was awesome. And um, but I also my other sweetest moment, I had two of them. One was when he first went to her first game and he stood up and whistled for her that was really sweet and i thought it was really sweet too um when he was watching the game at home and he was so um engaged on the game and and wanted you know basically not to be paying attention to his family but he was paying attention to her game because it was her game so um anyway i just those are my thoughts uh you know it's a like for me not a love it could have been a love but did she just the author just went to it's like she was meeting a quota and was like, okay, so this is too young adult, and it needed to be more adult, so I'm going to add all the sex. And it just didn't, their relationship didn't seem to be, like, it just seemed too too much too fast for me. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Okay, bye.
1: Yes, Shannon. Same brain, basically. Yeah. Um, and it made it so that whole add on part is, like, totally completely different than the rest of the book.
0: Yeah, I... I agree that I think that that would be a great place to end it. My only qualm there is if if it ended there with no... It, it would have needed more um, emotional payoff, I think, before that Christmas dinner in order... Because if it had ended there as is, I would not have trusted that she was going to be able to handle her mom dying and be able to get through that stuff so if if there needed to be like a moment between her and her mom or a moment between her and him um before that christmas dinner where you know she seems to be in a good you know solid place mentally and emotionally because as is she was not no in in that place
1: and i was okay with them having her mom die in the book and i was okay with them you know having her having a hard time dealing with it but i wish that it it just was too weird, that mm-hmm. whole thing stuck on at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you, Shannon, for... Yes, and um, I did like your so many moments. Yes. Um, okay, Emily says, I'm in the minority because I didn't like it, and I tried three times, but it was just a DNF for me. I, I, I get this one being a DNF, too, because I do think it starts stronger than it finishes.
1: I would have... <laughs> I wished I had DNF'd, like, after the good stuff and yeah. then just not read the last part.
0: Catherine says, it's interesting how the first one is new adult, but the second and third are not. It's a cool idea to have a mix like that. I will agree with that. Um, for anyone keeping track, this is the third book we've read in 2020 with a middle of the night surprise beard shaving. I was trying, I know that the Wild Ones book had that. Right. I couldn't remember what where the other... I can't remember though if it was a... There was another beard shaving now that... I don't remember who it was though. Um, you'll have to tell us Catherine. Uh, she says, third people, is this a new trope? <laughs> I liked this book. All right. I liked book two better though. Some of the beats were predictable. I knew right away who the doctor was. Yeah. But not ending the book at Christmas was a fresh take. Um, I might have to skip book three though, because Aiden
1: is the worst. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. Aiden is, isn't he married to the sister? No. Yes. Aiden's married to... Alex is the older brother. I do not argue with me on this because I am absolutely right. Alex is the older brother and Ren is one of the brothers.
0: Okay. She says his apology felt shallow and like he didn't understand the depth of what he did wrong. If Aiden just stuck them together for the project, that would be one thing, but everything else seemed unnecessary, inappropriate, and at times basically violated FERPA and verged on violating ADA.
1: I I would agree with all of that. I would agree with all that. If he just put them together to study together or to share the notes, I don't know why it had to be this whole... Take her on a hike. Yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah.
0: Um... Jennifer says, I enjoyed this book, but didn't love it. I read it last month and remember liking the premise and being pleasantly surprised that Willa didn't overreact or take too personally to some of the secrets writer kept regarding his hearing. I do believe that the book devolved into a bit of cheese towards the end, and I found the second to last chapter with the spider completely useless except to add a sex scene with a bit of kink into the book, and that was pointless to me. I also found the insistence on a frenemy status when it was obvious they were friends annoying. I was beginning to wonder if Willa actually knew the definition. I'll definitely read the next in the series because he's a hockey player.
1: Who um, who was that again? Jennifer. Okay, Jennifer. Same. I said to Ellen this morning, I said, there was just so many word stuff at the end. I said, that whole spider scene. I don't even know what that was doing in there. That made no sense yeah. to me.
0: Yeah. Um, and general consensus that book two is, is good, so I am intrigued by all y'all with the book two recommendation. Um, Elizabeth says this was a like but not a love for me. Also, seems to be a lot of the general consensus. Uh, she says I enjoyed the college setting, called me crazy, but I've always had a thing for a new adult, and I liked the representation of being hearing impaired. But I couldn't fall totally in love with this because of the more depressing aspects of the heroine story. I just lost a parent to cancer this year, and I was not ready to read something like this yet. Actually, this seems to be a trend in romance for 2020. I've had a hard time escaping parental sickness and death in the books I've picked up. I'm really sorry to hear that, Elizabeth, that, that especially... we had
1: you read a book. that Yeah, yeah.
0: well, and yeah, this year has been hard enough. So I can imagine that's not great.
1: When I know when my mom passed away, um, I went through the same thing, but I wasn't a big reader at the time. I wasn't certainly not reading romance at the time. Well, I
0: think when you haven't, like when you don't have somebody that's just passed away from cancer, you don't realize how much cancer gets used for Everything. Everything.
1: And so I would go to movies, and there were certain movies to this day that I, I don't like them because... Family
0: Stone was one that we had a hard time Family with. Stone and
1: Must Love Dogs. Yeah. Um, and I think Must Love Dogs was mainly because the dad was starting to date again, and that was a weird thing I was going through at the time. Yeah. Um, but um, Family Stone was a real hard one for me, and too yeah. soon after my mom had died. Yeah. But... Um, it's our
0: first Christmas without her, <laughs> and it's this whole movie
1: about... Christmas mom dying. dying. Cancer Christmas. (laughs) That was ridiculous. uh, So yeah, um trust me on this, it gets easier, but it is not a pleasant thing to have to read about over and over again. So yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. Um, and I do think that uh, because of Elizabeth's comment that somebody started a kind of like content warning um thread for upcoming books that we have. So if you're curious about that Um, I'll push it, I'll try and put it in the announcements if I can, um, so that that is accessible to people who want to find that. Um, Cassie says, I started off really liking this book. The banter between Willa and Ryder was good, and I felt the chemistry between them, but the story also felt too longs at times, and the constant will they, won't they got tiresome by the end of the story. I did appreciate the representation of a hero who has heart of, who is hard of hearing. Agree. Uh, Milena says, I also liked but didn't love Willa and Ryder's story. I kept picking it up and reading a bit, but just didn't connect with the characters. I wasn't a big fan of the pranks they played. I understand it was to introduce slash continue their friend status, but they were a little too much at times. It added some length to the first half of the book that made it feel a bit longer than necessary. Once I got started the second half of the book though, I began to like the story and characters more. It began to feel a bit more focused and I began to like both Willa and Ryder more. I thought the author did a nice job with Willa's growth. Uh, the second book was amazing and I loved it a lot more than this one. Um, yeah, mom kept like checking on cause I, I put this one off a long time, you guys. Um, and mom kept like asking me what percentage I was and she's like, you're only there. And I'm like, this book is a little it's a little,
1: you know, like draggy. It's a little draggy. Um so I, I get that. And I agree with the pranks, especially like the whoopee cushion. I was like, this is Yeah, you know, these are college kids, which I get, but it just seemed extremely immature.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, Natalie says, I enjoyed this one. New adult as a
0: genre usually annoys me, but that didn't happen too much here. So yay. I love the background of Willa wanting to be a soccer player. I played as a kid slash teenager and Mia Hamm was definitely someone I looked up to. I like how Willa was committed to her dream even while knowing that female soccer players are way underpaid slash undervalued. I also appreciated that being with Ryder didn't just solve all of her problems, that her grief took time and didn't go away all at once. I will say I also... I. Uh, for as much as I think it gets glossed over, I did like, you know, Rooney kind of sitting her down and saying like, I love you and I, I recognize your grief, but you need to talk to someone. Yeah. Like you're getting unhealthy. And so I appreciated like that kind of moment. Um, Natalie continues. There were a few inconsistencies that bugged me, like when Willa said her mom taught her all about anatomy and that she was very familiar with all the body parts but says chucha or tulip instead of <laughs> vagina in her inner monologues. Uh, and I think most people would wise up uh, the, their, their family con- connection early on, but overall, yes, uh, I liked this book a lot. Also, as a poor sleeper, I deeply wish one melatonin would knock me out when I get (laughs) insomnia. Girlfriend, same. Yeah, Um, yeah, melatonin doesn't do a whole lot for me anymore. But um, yes, I agree with that. Uh, Cynthia says, I was really looking forward to this book, but it took me a month to finish it. There were times when I skipped entire paragraphs and pages. I was annoyed because it had the potential to be good, but it kept getting more irritating. I liked Ryder, but Willa was downright annoying. Even her tendency to speak her thoughts out loud annoyed me and I couldn't tell if she was speaking entire paragraphs out loud or just a few words. I will say I agree with that. I'm like, what parts of cuz you know she'd say oh
1: i didn't know i'd said that out loud and it's like okay well how much of this yeah. last three paragraphs did you not say, yeah. did you say out loud um cynthia continues it pains me to say that the book finally got better
0: after her mom dies because that was sad but it was still a disappointing read for me um yeah i agree i don't think i feel as strongly as that but i agree well, with I a lot of your
1: points Would disagree with the that last part being the best part of the book yeah
0: Um, Lori says, I'm sorry this one didn't land for several folks. I read this book, uh, back in May when it first came out and I was, I have not been shy since then about my feelings. I'm not normally a new adult fan, so maybe this was a case of the right book at the right time, but I absolutely loved this book when I read it. I found their chemistry, the chemistry between Ryder and Willow to be lots of fun, and their banter was truly epic. Their attraction was obvious pretty early on, but because of their determination to stay frenemies for much of the book, it was a pretty slow burn. Both main characters have some not insignificant challenges, but they aren't completely defined by them. They're each a bit broken and they're both exceptional wall builders. I think one of the things I liked best about this whole book was that Ryder was so intentional in his efforts to dismantle his own walls and he was exceedingly patient until Willa was able to do the same. I found his decision to be vulnerable with Willa pretty darn swoony. Throughout this book, I laughed and cried and held my breath, but I didn't feel emotionally manipulated, which is not always the case with a book that contains so many feels. The supporting and background characters were fantastic, from roommates to family. I haven't been this excited to read about a set of brothers since I first read the Winston book. Um, And for what it's worth, book two did not disappoint. Um, And yeah, so Lori was a huge advocate for the book. And I am not... I'm not mad. I read this. No, one. I. I hope that me neither. I. Yeah. I. You know how we get. We get a little bit more raggy, pessimistic. Well, than it's optimistic. easier
1: to talk about the things that bug us yeah. than the things that we like.
0: Um. But yeah, I agree with a lot. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I did like the slow burn nature. I w- sometimes it felt like I said a little draggy. Um. I. But yeah, I liked a lot of uh, both of their journeys, and I agree that. She gives both of them a lot to overcome, and I think she does that well. I think she does a good job of having them kind of go on their independent journeys, um, and that they do have a lot of good banter and swoon and all that. Um, I just I think some of the
1: and I really really like the way that uh, Willa was with him about being deaf. It just was never. It was just like a non-issue all the yeah. time. It was, and I liked the way that that was written
0: agreed um amy who made the most adorable pillow oh my for gosh us for the podcast you guys. not it's even kidding so cute go look at um our instagram and then go follow her and check out all of her other cute bookie uh crochet projects that she does But, um, Amy says, as a woman of a certain age, I don't usually read new adult books. NA books make me long for the days when I was young, skinny, and filled with the hope that comes with having your whole life ahead of you. Laughing emoji. However, I loved this book. I see many people saying they liked the next one in the series even more, so I'm really looking forward to reading it since I enjoyed this one so much. Uh, she says, a couple of secondary thoughts. I watched the music videos on YouTube for the songs at the beginning of each chapter, The video for Sunscreen by Ira Wolf totally had me bawling. Um, Yeah, it did make me want to, like, I'm assuming somebody has made, like, a Spotify playlist of it, so I kind of did want to go. I know a lot of the songs, or at least a lot of the artists, so. Um, I would read them
1: and then think... Ellen probably knows what this is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I knew that you were going to have very little context for any of them. Um, Amy continues. I didn't know if this bothers anyone else, but I hate it when a couple decides they don't need to use a condom simply because the girl is on the pill. This happens in this book and in a lot of books I read. Uh, condoms do more than prevent pregnancy. Both Willa and Ryder have had previous sexual partners, and I think some discussion is in order that goes beyond just prevention of pregnancy. I thought the same thing, Amy.
1: You know, I always think that.
0: Um, and I agree. Like, it needs to be more than just pregnancy.
1: Well, and a lot of times it's like, (laughs) uh, I'm on the pill, and I know I'm clean. It's like... Do you though? Do you know you're clean? It's like show me,
0: show me yeah. the receipts. I <laughs>
1: want and I want to see a doctor's sign note.
0: Yeah, um, totally agree on that. Uh, Raquel says I really loved this book and enjoyed it from start to finish. Here are some of my highlights. One, what I loved the most is that this book is actually about communication and has a lot of character development. Two, I really liked Ryder, the hero being hearing impaired, and his, this being an inclusive story. So mine might be an unpopular controversial opinion, spoiler alert, I thought it would have been nice for Ryder to remain deaf. I am not a physician, but undergoing surgery and recovering your hearing and speech in a matter of days seems a tad unrealistic to me. I, for once, would have liked to know how they would have managed their relationship in the long term if Ryder was unable to hear. Not that I didn't enjoy their HEA. I think this is why I appreciated the sexy mirror scene almost at the end that some may have considered unnecessary. It shows how people make things work. P.S. Overall, writer is an amazing hero and very, very swoony. My opinion may be influenced by the fact that I kept picturing him as Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, that would do it. Um, <laughs> Raquel, I agree actually with that. I because it the the surgery kind of comes out of nowhere. So I was kind of looking forward. You know, they kind of show him trying to learn sign language so that he can kind of communicate with her better. Um, And so I just thought that that was how this book was going to go, was they were going to find ways to make it work. It was one of the reasons
1: I wanted him to talk to her, you know, to at least try talking with her. Yeah. And, um, you know, having that be something that they share. You know, maybe he doesn't ever talk to anybody else, but at least with her. He's comfortable trying out. His, yeah. Even though he knows his speech doesn't sound so, perfect.
0: I I kind of agree with your controversial opinion. I, um, and mainly because I just thought that that was how it was going to go. Um, so, honestly, when the surgery gets mentioned, it kind of, like, came out of nowhere for me. Um, Raquel continues. Uh... Three, on another note, I'm deeply sorry for those who may have been triggered by Willa's mom subplot, having lost a close aunt to cancer 11 years ago. I understand where you're coming from. I thought this was beautifully written, and I loved Joy as a character and her interactions with Ryder. Um, I also really liked her mom as a character. She was kind of spunky and fun. Uh, Number four, although listening to music while reading is not my thing, I gave it a try and enjoyed the added value that the author's suggested playlist brought to the story. Uh, And then five... Some Noyomo's pointed out how last week's book, Real Men suffered, *Real Men Knit, suffered from first IDis. I dare to say Only When It's Us is a great example of how to set up a series without going through the first IDis. I liked all the secondary characters, and I am very much been interested in book two of the Bergman Brothers. Um, I must admit I was a bit surprised by the mixed reviews this book has received here so far, but I just want to point out how much I enjoy these discussions. So rich and deep in analysis, plus the different points of view, Uh, Everyone brings to the virtual table. I've never been an in-person book club, but no, Yomo's, you are pretty pretty awesome and hard to beat. Agreed, Raquel. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, thank you for that, because especially these past two books, we've had kind of interesting conversation. Very, very mixed. Um, And I will agree, this this is a good non-first book-itis, because I never got that from this book at all I agree and um you know the second book is about Ren and we meet Ren and there's some kind of like hints at stuff that is going on with him but it's never so much that it's like okay we get it like Ren is gonna have a book yeah it's enough to give you like a taste but um not so much that you know she doesn't spend a lot of time dwelling
1: or setting up the other book
0: yes so I, I agree that she did that really well Uh, Jess says, I really loved this book for the reasons that others have said. I loved Willa and Ryder. I liked that they had real problems and that they had to learn how to communicate with each other and loved the Bergman family and thought they were incorporated into the story really well. No first book I this year. I already have the next Bergman Brothers book on my Kindle ready to read. So there's another positive one. Good. Yeah. Uh, Deanna says, seems we are a group divided on this book, but you can put me in the really liked slash close to love this category. I will admit in the beginning I was pretty irritated with the professor and couldn't figure out why he was being such a jerk, but laughed out loud when we discovered he was Ryder's brother-in-law. Normally I get super annoyed with characters who resist growth as much as Willa did, but I gave her leeway, I think mostly because she was so young and it was clear she had major hang-ups about abandonment and men in general. I definitely swooned at the soccer game in the rain. Not sure I will read the second one, though, uh, to be honest. Reviews I've read seemed mixed. Hmm. Okay, so there's that. Uh, Jen says, I was the person who recommended this book, okay, "uh, because it brought me so much joy. First, I love this Bergman family, this loving family that loves to tease each other Gives me the same feeling that the Winstons do. Plus, cinnamon roll heroes are my catnip, and Ryder is one warm, sweet, ooey gooey one I'd like to take a bite out of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plus, he cooks and cleans, ladies. Yeah. Uh, I loved watching Willa and Ryder working through their issues. They both had to be so vulnerable with each other, and Ryder was so extremely patient while Willa was grieving. Willa's mom, Joy, having Ryder practice his speech by reading to her was so incredibly sweet. The whole book, I waited for them to play soccer together, and my goodness, that was an amazing scene. That is, that's another good swoony scene. Ash uh, said, I loved this book, and the second book, always only you, I loved even more. I didn't think you could get a hero sweeter than Ryder, but I think Wren, his hockey player brother, is.
1: Okay. Well, I have to say, um... I, I wanted him to discuss his soccer with her so that we could have gotten more soccer. I would have liked to have seen more of them playing yeah. soccer together.
0: Um, Carla says, I'm not sure if I'm too late to the thread. You're not because we always procrastinate to the last minute to record. <laughs> uh, she says, I'm almost finished and I can say I do like the story, but I can't get past Willa's Obsession to be annoyingly stubborn on purpose. She seems so childish at times. I love her mom, though, and the whole gentleman reader thing. Um, also, I think writer is great, and he just needed a push. The sexy times were fun to read, and I liked the side characters. I would say 3.5 out, 5 out of 5 stars, but I can't even say why. I'm not sure what's missing, and I hope I can put my finger on it after I hear the episode. Well, maybe, maybe you've got some of the same... <laughs>
1: Or maybe you just think we're n- yeah. nuts.
0: Uh, and then finally, Aida says, I thought I was over YA, but apparently not. It turns out I really, really enjoyed this one. Sure, they showed immaturity and stubbornness no more than the grown-up teacher. True. True. Uh, but I think it fit their backgrounds. In the end, I was just happy sighing and ready to start Ren's book, which I did. So there you go. Um, and on a little happy one there. Um, yeah, I, like I, I've said... I don't want it to. S- it might seem like I had major beef with this book, but I really didn't. Um, I, I especially maybe in comparison to a book that we recently just read last week. Um, <laughs> I I did enjoy this one a lot. Reading better. this one
1: and it was written a lot better.
0: Yeah, and um, I I found them to be very sweet. I I really liked writer. He is.
1: And there were moments that I laughed out loud. There were moments that I, you know, swooned.
0: And I will agree with all the side character comments. um, I I liked both of their roommate, you know, sets.
1: The one side character thing that was, I don't know if it was inconsistent or or just wasn't mentioned. When she lost the game and he came over with the... um, Because Rooney would have lost the game too and also been sad. I, they never mentioned where she was or she
0: made herself scared she knows what
1: <laughs> true. Girl well, she didn't code. know he was coming over he was he showed up out of the blue and and she I wasn't around you
0: know she
1: well like, it would have been nice to have a oh rooney went to her parents house or something because she was yeah. at her yeah but um i didn't want her walking in on them when they were you know when he was oh no, it's girl code diddling her <laughs> on the couch <laughs> You never want that. Um, (laughs) Bad, bad form.
0: Anyway, I did, I did enjoy this one. So, uh, thank you to those of you who recommended it. And yeah, we had some good, uh, good, good back and forth on this one. So it's always, I think that's always a little bit more interesting anyway. Um... So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Only When It's Us by Chloe Lee Essay. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Moms Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Moms Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Moms subreddit, or you can email us at Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On September 28th, we are so excited because we are going to be chatting with author Rosie Dannon herself about her new book, The Roommate. Um, I am uh, acquainted with Rosie and I actually read a very early draft of this book, so I'm excited to read it again because I, spoiler alert, really liked it a lot and I'm excited because it's pretty spicy and mom's gonna read it
1: um <laughs> and you're excited about that yeah
0: and uh we're just excited to talk to rosie about the book and well, the i process. have to read it and then
1: talk to her about it and yeah we...
0: and mom's also met her so you know that adds a whole new element when you're reading somebody's else's sex scene that you know in person um <laughs> uh, no but we're super excited to have her on the show and to chat with her and um if you guys have any questions for her um I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to kind of do next week's episode. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to post for questions, things like that. Um, uh, We'd love to hear what you guys want to hear from her. Uh, so remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. Um, all right, thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're just ever so welcome. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Not your mom's romance book club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media/podcasts.